0: <laughs>
1: I've said monkeys. Okay.
0: What is, shoe bread?
1: is what, like, what is what? Show bread. The Sh- way they write is it is shoe bread, right. What They were 12 loaves of bread that were put on from Shabbat to Shabbat in the temple precincts that became part of the ritual, and each week they were changed, and the Kohanim ate them afterwards. It was part of the ritual of the tabernacle and the temple.
0: But the Christians
1: took that actually. No, they, they took the concept of the bread being, you know, the, 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 the body of Christ as such. That's
0: yes. okay. the body of Christ. Yeah. yeah. Wine so is the blood. blood
1: yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, Jane, want to keep the sheet going, please? All right. So we're now, the, the first question of the Talmud is, which means, how do you know that you have to do it? They're not going to deal now with the essence of the brachot. They're going to deal with how do you know you have to say a bracha? Well, I know we dealt with that already, looking forward to Prakim, two chapters. But what do I do with saying now? What's the background to saying the bracha beforehand? Okay, Kodesh Hilulim LaShem. So this is a verse that uh, that comes with the, with known as the fourth year. So let me just go through this first. With fruit-bearing trees, for the first three years, you're not allowed to eat. It's known as orlah. Orlah literally means foreskin okay and a rail is someone who is not circumcised everybody signed in and everything okay and a rail is somebody who who is not circumcised and therefore or is means the, the this is not fit for eating you cannot eat from the fruit trees for the first 3 years in most cases the fruit doesn't grow properly for the first 3 years and then the fourth year is known as nektaravai in order then to eat that you had to take it up to Jerusalem and eat it there if you did not if you live too far away and your fruit would not last till Jerusalem what you would do is do a pidion. you would redeem the fruit and add about a fifth to it take the money to Jerusalem buy fruit and everything in Jerusalem and eat it there What did it it make consciously do? It again set. I'll take the sheets up here, Bob. Bob. It it made Jerusalem again the center. Thank you. The cultic, economic, political center. That's where sacrifices were. That's where you brought your the you know women brought sacrifices after childbirth, etc., etc. Okay, and it was first of all that fourth year fruit Kodesh you couldn't eat it unless you brought it to Jerusalem or in most cases did the redemption once you did the redemption then it was whole therefore it was profane and you could eat it those were the, the rules of the, of the of fruit bearing trees so they're going to bring a, an understanding of why we say the blessings before specifically Borei Priya, because that's the first one from Kodesh Hilulim Lashem. This is the verse that deals with the concept of Kodesh. These, these uh fruits are kodesh. Hilulim, halel means praised, right? But you'll notice it's in the plural. So they're gonna learn kodesh Hilulim. Keep going now nama
0: 154
1: qul laha qawlan bikana narabiya kibba okay so milamed shatunim ra khalifnayhem uli akhrayhem meaning there are two brahot one before and one after well how do they know that from hilulim, plural you praise god in the plural how do you want praise God? By saying brachot. When do you praise God? When you're going to take the fruit, and eat it. Why? Amat Mikan, Amar Rabbi Akiva, Sheyitom. You can't taste anything. Kode Klum Kode shiva Rech. In other words, you have to say a bracha before you taste the food. Okay, before you taste the food. This is an inference. What does it suggest? It's not straight from the Torah, it's a Midrash, if you will, it's an interpretation from the Torah, not dealing specifically with eating, but with the concept of something become Kodesh, which allows you to eat the fruit of the fourth tree, of the fourth year. From that, the Talmud says that's the basis. Hilulim, now that you can eat the fruit, it's a plural of praises. Therefore, we all know you can eat have to say a bracha afterwards. This also teaches you that you have to say a bracha beforehand. And Rabbi Kiva learns from this that you can't eat anything until you say a bracha, until you praise God. Okay, that's the drush.
0: What if you're cooking?
1: Don't don't do what ifs now. We got to do this first. Oh, save all the what ifs later because you'll just move us astray at this point.
0: Just
1: write it down. I <laughs>
0: remember?
1: I know we both we won't remember. <laughs> okay, because it's if it, the technical stuff is tough here, and I want to get really deal with it properly. Okay, and the question is, Kodesh Hilulim lahat. <laughs> Did it really come to teach us this? Kodesh Yilulim deals with Netzar It deals with Orla. It deals with taking things to Jerusalem. Where does it come to taking taking praises of saying a bracha before and after? Doesn't make sense. Okay, let's stop there for a second. So, Bailey We need it for this. Chad, one of the sages said, "The Amar Rahmana. Rahmana is God, meaning the Torah." Achale, make it whole. That's Kodesh Hilulim. You now have taken that which is Kodesh, and they're reading the the Hay as a Het. Hilulim now is Hilulim. Okay, Chol. You're making the that which is Kodesh into that which is praying, vehadar, and afterwards eat it. That's how one interprets his Kodesh Hilulim. It has to do with Netaravai, it doesn't have to do with the pra- the praises of God, it doesn't have to do with the bracha before or bracha afterwards. The and the other view, the other rabbi says Davar hata'un shira, ta'un chilul. and shira in this case means praise rejoicing also needs to be ha- ha- chilul, cannot be something which is kodesh and what is that, keep going v'she'ino v'she'ino ta'un shira en ta- en ta'un
0: chilul והחידר רבי שמעון ברנחמани אמר ביונatan. בי זה אמר רבי שמעון ברנחמани אמר ביונatan מינאין שאין מריח שירה אלה על יאים. שנאמר ותאמר להם הגפן והקדדתי את תירoshi המסמך אלוהים ואנשים. אם אנשים מסמך אלוהים במה מסמך? <laughs>
1: Okay, so this is a, a long kind of in brackets kind of thing. So what this basically says is, "Davar taun hilul needs shira She, what is shira? Shira is praise. Shira is rejoicing. And how do you rejoice? yaen yisamach You do it through wine, which was. Again, the totally part of the ancient, of the Near Eastern uh, concepts, of the wine was simply part of any kind of rejoicing. <speaking in Hebrew> they bring a verse from Shoftim. They bring a verse from Judges, which they <speaking in Hebrew> Okay, so the Geffen. They're suggesting from this is what gives great rejoicing both to the Kodesh Baruch Hu and to people. And remember that you have all kinds of libations. Libations was part of a sacrificial system. And what did they used to do? Use with libations? Wine. Okay. So, Im Anashim Misamea, Elohim Bemam Misamea. If wine is going to be able to make people rejoice, make them happy, what about the Kodesh Ain Omrim shira' Ella Al Hayayin. Okay, you only do shira' with Yayin. Meaning, we have two concepts here. They said, what do we need Kodesh Hilulim? How do we know that that deals with the Brachot beforehand and the before and the after? One says what it really has to do with is a make it whole, take Hilulim as Hilulim, make it whole in the fourth year, no longer is it Kodesh, no longer does it have to be brought to Jerusalem, you can eat it after it's been redeemed, and then you can eat it. The second one says it has something to do, it has to do really with halel and Chilul halel and shira needs also the concept of Chilulim and what does that have to do? only with Geffen, only with wine and therefore what we're left with is we thought we could use Kodashilulim for a concept of learning from bracha before and a bracha afterwards, the bracha afterwards we know now they've said before we now have two people who said you can't use it for that the principle, all of all of this is if there is a verse in the Torah it can only be used for one purpose rabbis can disagree about what purpose it's there for but you can't say I want to use this verse for this and that the principle it's an unstated principle that works in all this kind of stuff is that it can only be used for one purpose the Kodesh Baruch who put it in there and the rabbis darshan it as such for whatever purpose they're thinking but you once you've used that verse you can't go back and say and I also want to use it for something else somebody else can say I disagree with your use of that verse I think it should be used for this and then you get to what we're going to get in a minute is if you say it's going to be used for this then where do you learn that? And if I say it's going to be used for that, where do I learn this? This is what we know as Midrash Halacha. Midrash Halacha is an entire genre of rabbinic literature on the four books of the Torah that have law. There is no Midrash Halacha on the book of Genesis. There is Midrash Halacha on the book of Shmot. It's known as the Mechilta. Actually, two versions Mechilta Rabbi Ishmael and Mechilta Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. There is a Midrash Halacha on the book of Leviticus, known as the Sifra. There is a Midrash Halacha on the book of Bamidbar, known as Sifrei. And there is a Midrash Halacha on the book of Deuteronomy, known as Sifrei Devarim. They're not like the Midrash that you're, you're used to. When I quote Midrash, we talk about Midrash, it's mostly legends, stories, philosophy, folklore, everything except for Halakha, although there may be some things of Halakha attached to it. Okay, those who study with me in, in the afternoons of, of uh, the um, times of, of Mincha and Shabbat, I take Midrash Halakha. Normally Midrash Rabbah, but sometimes Laswadip Sikdid or Kahane. Midrash Halakha is very definitive. There's a question from a scholarly point of view, and I won't get into it, is whether it was written to prove the Halakha or it gets to the Halakha. But regardless, it is used, it very much uses the hermeneutic principles, which are now in our new, our new old Sidur as such. Okay, the 13, if you're here early, you'll see in the 13. Of hermeneutic principles of Rabbi Ishmael, to be able to deal with legal concepts. And it is form, it's a technical form of trying to do exactly what this is going to do. Where do you learn this from? How do I know that? Couldn't it be used for this? If you say this, then how come I can't say that? It's a form of legal res- reasoning. It's close to what you and many of us studied as logic or rhetoric in in, in college. When was that college? There's a good question. Most of them are probably fourth, fifth centuries. Okay. So, this is this, this is, what we're doing now is in the technical concepts of midrash halacha, and it's very difficult to be able to follow it unless you have to. You look at it from the point of view of the legalities of how the argument goes. So the first thing they say is, "Where do I learn it from?" the second thing they say is I learned it from this verse the third thing they say is how do I know I learned it from this verse because it has nothing to do with supposedly with this verse then they come to say well I can't really learn it from this verse because one says it's used for X and another one says it's used for Y well then I can't learn what I thought I could learn from it at the beginning and we're back to the same point again where do I learn where do we say the bracha before eating people with me it's going to get more complicated (laughs) 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 hanicha means it's okay we can be satisfied with the concept uh, that there he can learn from Kodesh Hilulim with regard to Neta Riva'i. Okay, that's the whole concept I said, the fourth year. All right, but the person who talks about Kerem Riva'i. Okay, now we're dealing with a vineyard, right? And the vineyard again has special laws attached to it, in the same way as as other things do. My Ikal what is he going to say? Meaning, in the, the, with regard to hilul, everything can be with the fourth year with regard to to net, fruit-bearing trees. Geffen has a different kind of law attached to it. What is he going to say of where do you learn from this concept of saying the bracha beforehand? One says, Kodesh Hilulim. The other one, he's basically saying, having to do with all that was about Netter and Eitz and, and everything, okay? But the person says, no, you we're know, dealing with ketta Karam Ravai. How does he use this verse? He can't use this verse. It doesn't give him the background that he needs in order to prove that you have to say a blessing not only afterwards but beforehand. Go, keep going. <laughs> One says Karam rava'i, the fourth year of a karam, the vineyard, and one says the fourth year of neta. The other means a planted, something is planted, which is the way we normally call it in terms of the fourth year dealing with fruit trees. So, how do you deal with the concept of hilul? Okay, meaning it's profane and can be eaten. With regard to Karam rava'i, when we've been talking, when we're really dealing with a whole concept of Neta rava'i. All right. So, because ultimately, we have here this concept of what are we going to do? Now we're going to get even more complicated. Okay, so let's start. Here is one of your 13 hermeneutic principles. Gzeera Shava. Okay? A gzera Shava is something done by inference. If A, we've done this probably a couple times, if A is in one verse, and A is in another verse, and A is equal to B in one case, then A can be equal to B in another case. Okay. If I don't know what the B is in the second case, I can infer it from the concept of what A, what it is in the first case. It has to be the same words, the same concept, and it's very, very exacting. There is a concept in Halakha, Ein adam dan gezerat tzav shavam yatzmoh you cannot make up a Gezei Roshava on your own you've had to learn it from tradition from your teacher who learned it from his teacher because it's also a very dangerous concept I'll give you the example that I give all the time in the book of Exodus in, in chapter 21 it talks about if there is a uh, some sort of compensation needed they say share yarshiyun Elohim they come to the court and that person who is made guilty by elohim all commentators say that's a small e it means the judges all commentators because it's a court of, it's a civil court it's not a heavenly court so i could make an inference it says brashit bar elohim it says asher Yashiun elohim if God if God if Elohim in Exodus is court then I could say Reishik Barah Elohim it was created by the court well so that was dangerous to say the least and therefore this is it is a you cannot do it on your own you have to have learned it so there's already a tradition of this kind of concept It's so one of the 13 the concepts of logic that was basically it was part of Greek Thought and rhetoric in those days, too, and hermeneutic principles that are used in halakhic frameworks and the as part of Midrash Halakha.
0: And the scholar rabbi who, who we get it from, the first one.
1: We don't know. The first one presumably got it all the way back from.
0: No, so that one isn't named. No, we don't
1: know. We know that he learned it from, you know, You'll notice as always in this case, it's his from his teacher, but I don't know who it is. Okay, I don't know where that preacher presumably goes back. That's all we can know. Okay. So <laughs> hanika. We've not the person who says Karam Ravai so far has not been able to prove from our verses that you're able to say the brachah beforehand. <laughs> Hanicha, It's okay. We can understand Iyalif if he learns a Ghazai Shava, which is Ditanya. <laughs> Okay, so Rabbi, Rabbi Omer. So we have a verse, all right, which is in Vayikra. God will increase your produce. And that is things that grow on the ground, right? And we have another verse in Devarim, which says. Tuvuat all right, the produce of a vineyard. Ma lehalan Why, in one case, v'uat kerem is clearly a vineyard, then lahosif lachem to could also be kerem, and therefore, he if he follows that, then he has the ability to say v'uah. and and Kerem are equal. What happens with Tvua also happens with um, the issues related to Kerem and it saves us a little bit. Okay? So keep going and now Now remember we're dealing with Hilulim. He now still has one hilul left over. One hilul is he basically says has to do with Racha afterwards. He doesn't need this one. The, tfua, the, the one person says, "I learned both from hilulim dealing with Neta Ravai. Hilukoda hilulim." The other says, "No, there's a whole issue. I'm dealing with Kerem ravai." But now, I, if I use the that the Kerem is equal to the, the, the things that grow in the ground then or la net is exactly the same thing and I still have one hilul left over and from that hilul I learn that you can say a bracha beforehand that's if he does it that way I'm sorry how do we know yeah. that right, how do we know that talking about uh, the bracha achrona. we have no idea but then you said he uses the other shiloh for the. Th- th- that's the Talmud now saying that, Iyatarle mm-hmm. Okay, all we have from Rabbi is now marla halan do You notice know, there's, there's a period here, Iyatarle mm-hmm. That means the Talmud, the Stamma says he now still because if he uses if he uses that zera of Rabbi, then he's okay because he still has one Hilul left over. And that, and when it says that one. That means it, a, is it the Tanakama? That goes back all the way to Hilulin Lashem. So Lilin the, the Thank you. I need to outline this. <laughs> it, it, this is, I said this <laughs> you is know, with a little. Yeah. Subtle. Yeah. yeah. Don't you? This is you yeah. got to really sit and down really and work out the arguments in this way. I know it's eight three, nine o'clock in the morning, but can't help. Thank you. But if he doesn't hold that gazer, we're now. This is a straw man. We're putting up this possibility that he holds a gezera shava, then he can say that the bracha still come from hilul. But if he doesn't hold by that gezera shava, where bracha minale? Where does he get the bracha beforehand? And even if even if he learns a gezera shava. He has one Hilul afterward, right? He has one Hilul left. That may, that may be, be Hilul to be afterward, to say, Birkaramazon. Lefan of Minayim. Where do we know that it has to do with a Lifnei before he eats? So what they've done here is basically say, though who holds ravai, is going to hold at this point, Kodesh Hilulim Lashem. Two Hiluls before you eat, after you eat. We're good. Those who think the verses basically have to do with karem, the vineyard, a vineyard is separate. It's not like a, a tree, it has its own laws, as you'll see. And therefore, he, it's possible that he can make a shaba, an inference, that the karem is like tvua, the vineyard is like those thing, wheat things growing in the ground, and therefore, same possibilities, he could say it, brachalifanav but what maybe he doesn't hold that we don't know, this is the straw, okay, we just Mm -hmm. used Rabbi's concept what do we do? and the response is well, and even if he does maybe he needs it for the bracha afterwards remember only one thing per verse what we're doing, the, the problem with these is that it's circular arguments it's always going back to the original and you've got to follow it because the technical term says, what happens if, okay, perfect for Rachel, and then, and, but it doesn't work that way, so maybe we should think of it that way, but that doesn't quite work, so maybe we should go back to the beginning, etc. We're now stuck. We're somewhat stuck for at least one of the points of view. all right, And they're going to move forward recognizing the stuckedness, if you will, the fact that they're stuck at this particular moment so what do they now do? That's lo it's not that tough because we're going to use now another hermeneutic principle and that is kalva normally translated as a fortiori which doesn't help whatsoever that means if this is the case how much the more so should that be the case if I can get the law dealing with that which is stringent how much more should I be able to have the law for that which is more lenient? Okay? A kal chomer. You'll see it in just a moment. atya He's going to use another principle to be able to show that you're going to be able to say the bracha beforehand. And what is that? Okay. This is a real question. You have to be able to read it that way. Kisha, then you think means a halt Satisfied, satiated. When you're satiated and you've had the food, you say grace. How much the more so when you're hungry and you have food in front of you, should you say the blessing? Because you're really ready to eat and you gotta thank God for that that's a kalva homer. if it's going to be the case that after you've eaten you're going to say the bracha how much the more so when you're hungry and you see food in front of you should you thank God for that food okay it's not a biblical verse a hermeneutic principle is not a biblical verse it's using either a biblical verse like the Zereshava or in this case the kalva homer we call svara, logic rational thinking not a verse. This is how much the more so having to do with rational thinking. Now, so if that's the case, maybe we've solved this person's concept of Knite karam Why? Because even if he doesn't hold to the the Xer the, Shava, the, the he's gonna hold the Kalvachomer. He he knows he's gonna use Hilul for afterwards and if he uses for afterwards how much the more so when you're hungry and you see food should you praise God for the food that you're going to eat we now know even when the ta'ik, possibly when they ate karam, that that person too can hold you say the out for everything but so far we've got that which grows in and karam, but there are other things as well Okay, there are other things, right, that are not only vineyards. And what are they? Let's see. So, let's learn it from Karim and Agzer Shabbat. Just like Karim needs a bracha. Okay? The thing that you're going to derive benefit from needs a bracha. So everything that you're going to derive benefit therefrom needs a bracha. Pretty logical. Right? Pretty logical. It's, it, this is now not quite zera shava, but it's a close concept of inference. Alright? The inference is the kerem, you're going to eat from a karm, you derive benefit therefrom, you have to say a bracha, no matter what you eat, no matter where it comes from, you're going to derive benefit therefrom, you should say a bracha But.
0: <laughs>
1: Ika le mifrach. You can ask the question. This is now going to be real tough. You're going to see in a moment. Midrash halacha. It's been easy so far. Midrash halacha language. This is going to say. Ika le mifrach. This is now the stomach, as such, okay? Mm-hmm. This is the Talmud asking. Is that really the case? I got a question. <laughs> What's the question? If I'm going to make a, um, a, a, a definitional comparison then the things have to be equal Kerem has separate laws a vineyard has separate laws again you can't eat for, it for a certain while and it has the concept of olelot, olelot really basically are things that fall that you can't pick up it's much like lekeshechan peah. not quite the same laws okay when you drop something uh, as you know, when you pick up the, the, from the field, you can't pick it up. You have to leave a corner of your field. You, if you forget something, the karm has some of the same laws. In this case, the concept of Olilot. in that case, means that you can't go back. If something falls, you can't. You know, you're not supposed to pick it up. You leave it for others. Okay. So, not everything does. Not everything has the concept of Olilot. Therefore, I can't say that it's exactly equivalent. Response: Kama tochia. Kama tochia. What's kama? Kita. Hmm? Kita. Right. The wheat that which goes in the ground. Okay. If I can't say with with total surety that karam is equal to everything, well, it's close enough to wheat. And if that's the case, then wheat should be able to prove. That that's the case. That if you say if you're going to derive benefit therefrom, you should say a bracha beforehand, just like you're going to do afterwards. But what, wait a minute. There's a special law having to do with wheat. And what's that? If you bake bread, it still follows the concept of challah. What do you have to do? Take off a of the, the certain amount of the dough and still say lafrish challah. Right? We had that in ancient times as well. And therefore, kama is not exactly equal to everything else. Karam, you wanted to say karam, but karam has a concept ololot. You wanted to say wheat or kama, but it has a concept of hala'ah. Therefore, not everything is equivalent, and I can't say, oh, everything that I'm going to eat, therefore derives therefrom there from either karam or kama because I can't have an exact equivalent. I could say, well, but that's only in the case where you have a con- the, the concept of challah." Well, I don't want that. I want to know that everything is exactly the same and therefore the principle of being able to recite the blessing beforehand is necessary in this case and therefore it's going to be necessary in all the cases. If I have an exception in that one case, there's no equivalence. Because I can always go back in a logic, and say, well, that's only because I do khala there, or that's only because I do ololot here. Now we're going to get to an even more complicated concept.
0: <laughs>
1: no, so so karam. So let the, the vineyard prove it that that which the kama doesn't do, the, the karam should prove, and that which the karam doesn't do, the kama should prove. The chazar hadin. and the the argument went back and forth literally you try to compare this to that and that to this and what do you end up they're not exactly the same this one is not exactly like that and that is not like this remember the old sesame strike things one of these things is not like the other this is what it is this is not like the other it is not exact and I may want to use X to prove Y and Y to prove X, but they're not equivalent. So I'm going to use a little bit of X and a little bit of Y and let Y prove. Low there, they're not equivalent. And if they're not equivalent, I can't prove one thing directly from the other. And I'm back to the same problem. So what are they going to say now? What is equivalent between the two? Between Kama and and, Karim, what is the equivalent? And that is? Okay, what is it? The, the concept is that anything you derive benefit from, you have to say a bracha. And since that is equivalent in both cases, it's equivalent in all cases. I can't make the, equi- the exact equivalent of, of either Kama or karam with regard to X or Y, but I can make the principle that is involved with both of them, which is the overriding principle that I'm trying to get to, that in the same way as you derive benefit from both karam and Kama, anything that I'm going to derive benefit there from, I have to say a bracha. However, Don't be so sure yet. Okay, (laughs) they both have things that are equivalent and things that aren't equivalent, such
0: as.
1: (laughs) You said that the the that which makes them equivalent is you're going to eat it. You have you're going to derive benefit from, and therefore you're going to need a bracha. But there are other things that they're equivalent on, and that is misbeah. Both bread and wine are used in the altar. Libations, the showbread, bikurim, a lot of those things. Okay, you had to bring certain kinds of, uh, of, of bread, and with like almost like a matzah in terms of some of the sacrifices. So why don't you say that's the equivalence? Why are you taking X when Y is also an equivalent? Who gives you the right? They're saying to say it is X and because that I want to find the final answer. I might have to say the real equivalent is misbeach. So that means anything that has to do with the Mizbeach, so now that's the case. Well not everything has to do with the misbeah. Bread does. Wine does. But that's it. So we have to we have to come up.
0: <laughs>
1: ah, then even Zaid, which is olive oil still has it side to the Mizbeah alright and the response is really where does olive oil come to the Mizbeah this is a kind of in parenthesis that where does it come from vayav air that means to make means it's like it'd be burning on its own vayav means he burned it Okay, it has to do with Shoftim in the stories of the of the wars in, in the Book of Judges. But you notice what's what's there, Kerem Zayat. Yeah, so Kerem and Zayat seem to be the case this way. All right. And what's the, what's the concept here? Amar Rav.
0: Amar Rav Papa Kerem Zayit Ikri
1: Kerem Stama Vla Ikri Nikol makom kashia Okay, so I picked it Okay. Kerem Zayat Ikri that has to do with the equivalent of a place that olives grow again olives grow separately and olives have very important place in ritual parts too because of the olive oil in particular but Kerem Stamma Lo Ikri what is a Kerem Stamma? Having to do with wine a stum Kerem so I've got the concept now of I wanted to create the concept of Kerem and Zayat all the verse gives me is Kerem Zayat together it doesn't give me vi vizayat or karem vikarem zayat so I'm kind of stuck you wanted to read into it I can't really read into it okay remember what we're trying to do is create equivalence so we can have the same principle in one case be the same equivalence in all cases and every time we find something that is an exception they're harping on the exception to say no you can't make them equivalent and if you can't make them equivalent Then the logical conception or inference cannot be used. That's exactly. This is logic. Okay. If you studied logic back in your college days, this is what it is. It's this is the way of working. It's a rhetoric. Okay. Of those. Exactly. Exactly. You've got to sing it. You know. That's why the question mark was. Huh? I mean, you have to be able to sing it in this case, and not just read it as prose. It's not prose. We still have a problem. What is it? So e- Even of the olive, So there's still a mizbeach that's attached to it. That's not the case in everything else. And we're still not going to be able to make the case that everything that you derive benefit from had, needs a blessing beforehand. Because I still have this concept of in, in these cases a mizbeach. Is is necessary.
0: All
1: right, so let's learn it from someplace else. <laughs> okay, the Shivataminim, <laughs> the seven things we talked about them last week. Remember what happens when you have you have to make choices of which you need to eat first? The seven fruits by which Erit Israel is blessed. Maybe we should learn it from there. Why? Okay, it says already, you know, all those things with regard to the the sheva minim, the seven fruits, produce really, because also chita, sora, kefen, itzir, Zayat, pamerimon, teina, etc. Those things that you're going to derive benefit from, you have to say a bracha beforehand. So maybe everything that you're going to derive benefit from, you should say beforehand. But that's only going to be the case if, and you should know, what, what's the if now? Don't read it. What's what's the if? It's only going to be the case if... No, take away... Not misbeah per se, but there's no exception. It's only if it's totally equivalent. Whether it be misbeah or shira, it doesn't matter. If there's something that shivat meaning have that other things don't have, I can't make the logical inference. Once I've worked that out, that there's no logical inference that they're equivalent, I'm back to the same spot. And the Talmud comes back and says. Mm-hmm. Ma. Bikurim. Okay? You have to bring from the Bikurim, from the Shiva Minim. That's not the case with everything. I got another exception. Therefore, the logical inference doesn't stand. I'm back to the same thing. The
0: odd
1: The tenach. I know afterwards, but how do I know beforehand? Okay, doesn't help me. Doesn't help me. Ha Lokasha. Not so difficult. Why? Ah, we're back to our Kalvahomer that we had and the top of the argument, which is Okay, what this is basically showing you is they're trying to prove this from the Torah Okay, because that again, when you look at your Talmudic reasoning, that's the highest authority It's easy to do the bracha afterwards There is no one case that they can bring for us that the bracha beforehand comes from the Torah. They've tried. They've tried any number of ways. They've tried hermeneutic principles. They tried Ghazira Shabbat. When they get to the Kalvachomer, it's svara, it's logic. If you're gonna thank God after you've been satiated, how much the more so should you thank God when you're hungry and you see the food in front of you? That's not from the Torah. Okay? Svara is a lower level of proof than coming from the Torah you don't want to use it unless you have no choice and what are they ending up with here? no choice they've gone through to create equivalence they've gone through hermeneutic principles with regard to the biblical verses and each case we found an exception not equivalent so we're now back to Sphara which is logic which is not as strong an argument or evidence as using a verse from the Torah. Marcy, so, When you say as far as the same thing as the
0: hermeneutic principles?
1: No, no. Um, the hermeneutic S- hermeneutic principles are considered already t- Torah law-based, <laughs> to <coughs> correct.
0: And so Chalva homer is different.
1: Chalva, Chalva, Chalva homer can be a biblical verse oh, but this very, is clear. Zereshevah no, can't right. be. So Zereshevah right. so can I mean, has to be a biblical verse. This Kalva Homer you can use Kalva Homer from the Torah, but it's clear this isn't from the Torah. How much the more so you know, you're hungry. And that's kind of where they're at, whether we like it or not. <laughs> Okay, and the person who learned Neta Ravai, that we learned all the way back at the beginning, this is all for the person who doesn't learn Neta Ravai. The person who learned Neta Ravai from the very beginning, with Kodesh Hilulim, and the and the fourth year, and that which grows, he thinks, therefore, Hatena Kol everything that grows that is equivalent, therefore you have to say a bracha beforehand. He doesn't have to use the logic he's able to use his logic from that particular verse of Kodesh Hilulim Lashem this is all been, if you will for the person who doesn't hold that particular verse but talked about Karam Ravai and Shiran and Yayin and all those kind of things and now they're going to go even further
0: <laughs>
1: that which isn't something which grows in the ground Okay? because what do you have? that which you derive benefit from well, you don't only derive benefit from things that grow in the ground, like those things that we're used to. Okay, eggs, fish, poultry, meat. Those don't grow in the ground. How do you know that you're going to say a bracha beforehand? Here you go, Marky. Here's the word they actually say it here. Svaru. It is logical, and what is the logic? That's the principle. You can't. It is adam. A person is forbidden to derive benefit from this world without a bracha. That became the whole concept of berkot nehenin. Okay, not only when you derive benefit from seeing magnificent sights, seeing the rainbow, hearing the thunder, seeing somebody you haven't seen in a long time, Shechianu, All of those things are deriving benefit from the world. Under those conditions, you should give thanks to God. Not only for those things that you eat, but even the more so. So they have taken us through a whole realm of hermeneutic principles, of logical inferences, of biblical verses, and ended up where? No background. I need to be able to say it's logical. That anything you derive benefit from, you should thank God. Don't think that you've d- done it. It all comes from the Kodesh a Hemotzi Lechemina Ares ultimately is got nothing to do with Lechem. It's got to do with all of the processes that went into beginning the growing and the fertilizing and the harvesting and the preparation and everything else till it becomes Lechem on your plate.
0: What's the word Svara?
1: What's that svara, svara really is logic. But
0: that's that oh, thinking. thinking those four rabbis didn't eat for years while they were
1: discussing <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I guaranteed they did um... so uh, th- let me just we could do a couple of the Iyunim but let's just do the the the, la, the couple of things that are or uh, halacha. um... where she it says she ra'al in the previous page just beforehand Okay, so Yain is when it was libations as such. And finally l'Ifne Achilah, the next page.
0: Brachalifne Achilah.
1: Kol Shehu, no matter what food, that's the halacha. No matter what you eat or drink, you have to say a bracha, because you shouldn't derive benefit from the world without thanking God. Ah, okay. So, means the rabbis, the sages. That even the kalva chomer isn't totally acceptable. Ella, We rely on our logic. All the hermeneutic principles are fine, but we rely on our logic to be able to say this is what you need to do. The anything you derive benefit therefrom because you recognize everything comes from God.
0: Uh, but if there are many things
1: That that's we're gonna that we dealt a little bit last week. We'll yeah. deal with that in the future. Okay. And we'll deal with that in the future of what happens if you have many things in front of you and what you pick. Yes, yeah. I have a question. Uh, when
0: they give the food from the killing, do they have to give everything that cannot eat it and reveal? It the it the no, they
1: took some of it. They took some of it. To be that part which was kodesh. In this discussion, equivalence really means identical. Yes, totally identical. If it's not identical, there's an exception that I can't make the inference. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. I know this is a long discussion, but if today there's a controversy over people saying racha, a racha over something like a kid losing a tooth or winning the first football game or. It, I mean, it brings pleasure, it brings joy. It brings
1: the question pleasure. is, halakhically, is, can, can you make up brachot and is, is it a bracha le yeah. Okay? So, we are now in a situation, especially it came from the renewal movement more than any place else, where everything deserves a bracha. Shechian was so overused, you know, and that kind of thing. It, it becomes. Uh, so, the, 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 my response would be. You can. You know, somebody said to me the other day that something good happened to them, and you know, they really wanted to say something. I say you say Baruch Meitiv, okay? Which is a which doesn't use the Kodesh Baruch name, because that's the of where We use God's name in vain. But hatova Metiv means God makes good and continues to make good. That you can do at almost any time. But you know, yeah. So the concept of making up brachot those who are strict with it would say that's a bracha lovatalah you're really using god's name in vain in an inappropriate way in the eye of the other person who's the beholder they're going to use this one and say "Oh wait a minute I derive benefit from the world therefore I should make a bracha even if I have to quote unquote make it up because it's not part of the traditional liturgy but yes no there are many brachot today that people are, are are creating in that realm Okay. Thank you. Two comments. Last. Remember, there's no class next week. For those who didn't get some of the sheets, come to me, and if I don't have enough, I'll I'll take you to the office and make copies of it. Okay? Thank you.